Hello everyone, you're listening to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. This is Ashley Bunyaj. Today I am here with James and Karen from Ghost Twin. Hello. 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 How are you guys doing? Pretty good. Yeah. Good. Great. (laughs) (laughs) So you guys are here to promote your upcoming album release for Plastic Heart, which is going to be on May 5th. That's a good one. Uh, but for those of you, people who are listening who may not know your music, would you be able to describe your sound? Uh, as a joke, one day I updated our Facebook um, bio to be to say something like "dirty bass, synth sleaze, industrial broke gloom pop," which sums it up, I think. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So it wasn't a joke then. Well, I don't know. We don't take it very seriously. It's not really a genre of music. Yeah, it's not a genre of music. But whatever. Some people might take it seriously. (laughs) Thank (laughs) you. That makes sense. Uh, How long have you guys been a ghost twin? Three years. Yeah, three years now. Yeah. And how's that been going? We've been having a lot of fun with it, and uh, more things have happened with it than we really ever imagined Mm -hmm. at the time. Or we've really ever really tried for either. Yeah. It's been kind of crazy and fun. Yeah. You're just like surprised, like, oh, we can actually do something with this. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how, um, how did it get started? Well, for many years, uh, even when, right when I met James, I was at a different band. It was called Quirkus. And uh, that was carried on for quite a while. It was more of a, what would that be? Like prog pop, something like that. And uh, it broke up mm. in 2011 after a very long tour. And uh, and at that point I was kind of done with bands. I was like, yeah, that's, uh, that's, I, I put enough time into that and just got into other things. And then James... What, what, you went. Uh, you made a film. Yeah, I made a film with my dad. It was like an experimental documentary about his painting process. Okay. It's a lot more than that, but that's an easy way to sum it up. And uh, I got invited to screen it in this festival in Iceland. It was like New Nanao. It's this Icelandic festival in Winnipeg. Okay. And oh, they were they were doing this kind of satellite event in in, in Reykjavik. And they said, do you want to screen your film? And I was like, oh, well, actually, how would I perform it live <laughs> as a way of going? Right. Um, and that's like live editing the film. Yeah. So I, I was like, uh, I, I mapped out every shot from the film to a keyboard. So I was like actually playing it live. And then the guy who did the score did the score live. So we, we were kind of dueling. Um, like I was playing the film and he was playing the music. And we had two screens. So one was set up with like extra footage that we had not used in the film. And then the one, the other one was like uh, the stuff I was playing live. So that was a lot of fun. And I, I it was something I wanted to get into because I'd just been doing all this like standard f- films, showing them in theaters. Mm-hmm. And I was interested in doing video performance for quite a while. So that was my first experience. And then I came back. I was like, oh my God, that was so fun. I want to do this all the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, Karen's band had broken up. And... I could see she was kind of sad from not playing anymore, and I was really happy from just playing. So I was like, why don't we do something together? Because we like each other quite a bit, and we get along. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we don't fight. Yeah. Um, and we have we had, like, good collaborations in the past. Like, we had worked on films together and had a lot of fun. Okay. So, yeah. So I, I thought I would, that would, but it's what I would bring would just be this kind of more film speak to the band, and then Karen would bring more of the band speak, but it's become a lot more collaborative since then. Yeah. So yeah. you're, um... When you're performing, you have a lot of visual, like film clips playing in the background, or yeah, yeah. It's like uh, we we like watch a bunch of films and then look for visuals. Like it's all stuff I've sampled from films. It's none of it's really original, and it's uh, like we're looking for stuff, things, visuals that like match up to the themes we're exploring in our music and trying to develop this visual language that mm-hmm. I perform live while we're playing. Okay. Yeah. I haven't seen you guys perform live yet, so I'm going to have to come to your album release. You have to. I really understand what you're talking about. I'm sure people who are listening are like, what? (laughs) I got to see this now. (laughs) Because you're saying you were playing playing the the movie or playing the movie. I I, I just can't understand what you mean by that. It was like something that you you really just shouldn't do. No. (laughs) It was was fun to do. Yeah. You enjoyed it. (laughs) Yeah. Um, So when you're writing your music, what, what inspires you? Like, do you have certain artists or a certain... I guess, 
themes that you think of when you're when you are writing your music? Hmm. Well, yeah, we draw upon quite a few influences. Um, the um, probably the artists that uh, first inspired us to want to pursue this type of sound were Austra and Trust. We saw them when we were in Toronto for North by Northeast in actually 2010. We were there for uh, the film component because yeah, I, I had edited a documentary about The Watchmen. Yeah, and uh, Karen. <laughs> oh, the movie. Yeah, yeah, well, okay. like like the band. Oh, okay. The Watchmen, they're like an older Winnipeg band. Okay. And uh, they're still around. They're, they moved all to Toronto, but yeah. it was like a good reason to go, because I was like, oh, let's go to Toronto and have fun at this festival. Yeah. And then, no responsibilities. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then uh, we had heard of Katie Stelmanis before, like on CBC probably. Yeah. And then she was playing, like as Katie Stelmanis, but then the show was actually the first Ouster show. Mm-hmm. And it was fucking amazing. Um and and then a friend of mine told me to go check out her friend's band Trust and yeah so when we started talking about doing stuff it was like that's exactly where that we're that would be the going. sound that we would yeah. be going for we were really trying for that sound it was just that was just what came naturally it was okay yeah we're like what do we want to write songs about and the first song we wrote we wrote a song about was ghosts yeah <laughs> it's true <laughs> yeah okay well, uh, is that where the, <clears throat> your, your name came from Ghost Twin uh kind of um. Well, I guess I could tell a story. So I had a girlfriend when I was a teenager, and she said, told me at some point later in a relationship that she actually had a, a ghost twin. Okay. When, she, when she was born, her twin died, and it haunts her now, and sometimes it takes over her body. And I got to witness that a few times. Right. But also, I had this like book when I was a kid, which I still have, and it's called Ghosts and Poltergeists, which I was obsessed with. And uh, there's a whole story in there about polter- about uh, doppelgangers, okay. um, which was like uh, this ghost from your future that comes to the past to warn you about things that are going to happen and tries to prevent them. Okay. It's like it's like your ghost, like that that's of your you know that's died, yeah, and comes to warn you like don't don't get in that car you're going to die. Oh, so that's terrifying. That's kind of weird. <laughs> that's those are the two ways. All right. So then and so the, but knowing those stories, how do we bring that back to the band? Like, okay, let's use that as my as our as our name. I don't know. It's just like if you're you know if you're like thinking like oh it'd be a cool band name oh I would want to call it if I ever had a band I would want to call it this. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. And then you would just dig down. <laughs> like sure. You know what? Whatever. That's good. Yeah. You can make music. Yeah. Uh, you're in charge of branding. <laughs> I am actually. Yeah. So there you go. So uh, this interview started out with this uh, a song uh, called "Not Our Time." Um, what inspired you to write that piece of work? Oh dear. Well, that was a song. That song has that, a long history. Yeah, I wrote that actually in 2006. Um, I was away. Uh, I went to this Pender Island songwriting camp, which was really lovely. And I was still very much in my other band at the time, so there was no ghost twin. There was no. And that was a really interesting year in my life because um, that's when my mother died of cancer. And uh, I remember it was, and at the, being in this camp, it was a really wonderful experience. And it was also, it was the first time that I'd ever, for the last few years, been away from James <laughs> for any like, length of time, yeah. really. We got married in 2004. So then I was just having, going through this kind of emotional thing of, I'm here alone and James isn't here. And I kind of, I miss my mother, and I'm thinking a lot about my father, how he's lost this person who's been his best friend forever. And then I think about how will I feel when James is gone. (laughs) And then I think about how we lived together. We lived in this rental house that was not very well maintained, and it was kind of falling apart with, like, holes in the wall. Yeah, well, just before you left, the the people upstairs, they're... Toilet was leaking, and they didn't know. And then all of a sudden, one day, we came home and like the whole like ceiling was just collapsing in our our bedroom. So it looked it was like have you ever seen that movie? Um, oh, what is it called? I think it's like the the water or something like that with Jennifer Connelly. It's like a American remake of this this Asian horror film where she's like in this apartment and there's like these there's all this water coming from the upstairs because someone died up there. Um, so it reminded me of that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. that's what it was up there was, was like yeah 
confused. Well, yeah. I haven't seen the movie. But... Dark Water, that's what it's called. Dark Water. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> no, I haven't seen it, but that sounds terrifying. Yeah. Yeah. So those are, that was what was going on in my life. And mm-hmm. I wrote uh, the song, kind of. And it was more written, I used to be more of a piano player. And this was kind of written as like this Philip Glass kind of piano arpeggio piece. Oh. And it was recorded that way at the camp. And it, I presented it to my bandmate at the time. And he's like, hmm, mm-hmm. kind of not really into it. So we just kind of, I kind of shelved it and forgot about it. And I like, always loved that song. But he always loved the song. Yeah. He knew it was about him. And he's like, well, this <laughs> is my song. Finally, she wrote me a love song, you even know. Though I, even though he's still <laughs> like dead in the song. He's gone? He's not dead in the song. Oh, no, okay. It's just, I was... I, I, I don't think I would have been inspired to write a love song. Oh, okay. Unless I was going through this trauma because it's just... I'm a bit too goth for love songs. Okay. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> or just uh, just not the type of subject matter that I would usually write about. Mm-hmm. But uh, so, but that's how it happened. So then, yeah, the song got put away. And then when we're gathering music for our album, I was I kind of presented it. I'm like, well, how about this? It's, I had, because we'd work, been working so much with the, like kind of synth arpeggios and like arpeggiators and I'm like oh well, I have this song that it had our these these fast arpeggios but I was like playing them with my hands mm-hmm. so let's make the synthesizers do that and then we don't have to so kind of reimagined the song in that context and it ended up working really well mm-hmm. nice well awesome so that being said what is what is your musical backgrounds for both of you well I guess for myself I studied like World Conservatory of Music, piano, and and voice. I uh, did quite a few exams. I'm not doing exams anymore, <clears throat> just kind of maintaining and learning more about the instrument. And uh, the most exciting thing that happened in that world for me was, was in 2013, I won the gold medal for Manitoba for grade 9 voice. Wow, that's <laughs> yeah. impressive. Good for you. It's my gold medal in that little black box. Where? Let's see, it's tiny. Oh. You can get it. Right it's like, oh, okay. It's not important to look at. <laughs> okay. Here it is. No, I've never <laughs> seen one. By the way, we're at our house. We didn't, she yeah. didn't bring it to the oh, studio. Yeah, yeah. yeah I don't carry it around. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be ridiculous. Like, oh yeah, so by the way, I got a great... I knew you were going to ask, so I brought my gold medal from 2013. <laughs> yeah. Can I just no. show you something like on the bus or something? Like, can I show you something? <laughs> You'll probably never see this again. No, no, it just sits this there. That's awesome. I'm but super jealous. Since we're we're talking about that stuff. It, it did happen. It'll That's never happen cool. again. But yeah, no. It's uh, yeah. I definitely enjoy. I love classical music. I especially, absolutely love baroque vocal music. Really? Yes, I really do. That's cool. And so, do you do you learn baroque music on the piano and then sing it at the same time? Or? Um, I haven't done that. It's with the, the vocal music that I'm doing. I think I'd have to be much more of a virtuoso in both fields to pull that off. So I just, <laughs> yeah. uh, I have someone, I have my teacher or I hire the accompanist to play and mm-hmm. I just sing the songs. Yeah. Nice. And what about you, James? I have zero musical uh, oh. training. I, t- uh, I gave you some piano lessons. She, Karen gave me some piano lessons. She taught me how to, how to play Star Wars. Oh, that's and, all you mean. And the Empire Strikes Back, <laughs> yep. like the, the Darth Vader theme. Mm-hmm. I'm sure my boyfriend would love for me to do that. Pretty good playing those. But I learned all the, I learned like all the notes, and I've kind of learned, um, I think I've learned a lot by listening to a lot of music. As you can see, I have a lot of records in here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so you've learned what sounds good to you. I know, I know, what's, I know what, like, what I like, what I think sounds good. And I, and I mean, before we recorded, I put out a solo album. Mm-hmm. Was it before? It was before. Yeah. yeah. Like I put it out on this German label, and it was just—it was like a more of an experiment of just like of teaching myself produ- like production, mm-hmm. um, which was a lot of fun. So, yeah, like I, I have a lot. I used to be an, like a video editor uh, professionally, like in the film industry, and yeah. so I did a lot. And I like I've done a lot of filmmaking, so like I have a lot of experience with like rhythm and um, sound pacing. editing and pacing yeah. things like that. Yeah. So it's like okay. it comes kind of naturally, I guess. It's, mm-hmm. it's, the software is very similar. Is like. Um, that we've been using and yeah, I don't okay, know. I that's taught, convenient. taught myself other things. Like I'm, I'm like really nerd with the computer, so that's yeah. Like that, that kind of thing is really easy. 
Oh, for cool. Me. Yeah. So then it just, it just happened to work out. And then, yeah. And, yeah. and you guys, and, um, and, okay, yeah, I was going to ask a question, but it was kind of already answered beforehand. So, Plastic Heart, uh, the, um, album, not the, not the song, song, which we'll talk about, talk about later. Sure. Um, why did you guys <clears throat> decide to release, or write, create, and release this album? Well, it's just, it was kind of the next natural step, I guess, from making our EP. Yeah. Yeah, we we just always like, what, we, what should we what should we do now? Like, I guess we should probably like put out an album or something. And, and... we were just thinking of, <laughs> of kind of bucket list things. Like, yeah. Well, what 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 would we want to? Because this project, it's I mean, it's really something we started for fun because we like spending time together. Mm. And we're like, let's just do this fun thing. Wow, you like spending time together? That's weird. <laughs> I know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we made the EP and we got some. We had some success with that. So we're like, oh. Okay, people responding to this ghost twin thing that we're doing, so I guess we'll keep doing it. And so, what would else would we want to do with it? So we're like, hmm, I think we'd really like to eventually have vinyl records because we collect vinyl records, <laughs> and we'd like to have <laughs> our own record. That makes sense too, as well. No, it's I can a very selfish reason here. for making an album, yeah, just so we could like... own our own music. <laughs> on <vinyl. laughs> we just, yeah, it's, it's it's it'd be fun to just see this object. Here it is. Yeah. It's very exciting. And we also were like, hmm, well, well, how could we expand on our music and what would, like, who would we bring into the mix to make the music that we really want to make? And we're like, hmm, well, if we could choose anyone, we'd choose Maya Postepsky because she was worked with both Austria and Trust, who were, oh, yeah. they were the groups that kind inspired of to... inspired our, our sound at the beginning. So we were hoping that Set. she would do it and... And we asked her, and she's like, "Yeah, I like your music." So, yeah, it's crazy, <clears throat> like that. Mm-hmm. And you're like, "Okay, well, oh yeah, so there's a bucket list thing to like." And you're going on tour. Was that also on the bucket list? Um, that's kind of something. Maybe we're, we're, it we're, just kind of goes we, with. We have to. If you release, <clears throat> if, in my experience, you put out a record, you go on tour. Just mm-hmm. it's part of it. It's it's a lot of hard work, and but. It can be fun. You can bring stories home that are interesting to tell. So, have have you guys gone on tour before? Yeah, we like, went on yeah. tour. Yeah. We've toured toured a bit here and there. Like we've played some festivals and sometimes we toured around them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we met, went on one real tour really when we it was in 2015. Yeah, we, we got North into Northeast. North by Northeast when it was good. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> I know. It's <laughs> changed the format a bit recently, and so then we we booked a kind of a album release tour around that, and played around uh, Ontario and Quebec, and we've played uh, quite a few times out in Regina, Saskatoon, and uh, we've been out to Calgary once for a very exciting festival called Terminus, and yeah, for this upcoming tour, we're gonna kind of do all of that again, Ontario, Quebec. Saskatchewan and Alberta over the course of two weeks, which should be pretty intense. <laughs> are you driving? We're flying oh, and yes. driving. It's flying a combination. Sounds <clears throat> like good luck making. We're, ne- we're never going from. We're never driving from Ontario to Manitoba. That's never happening. Yeah, I've, I've done is... that with my other band, Quirkus. We did that. A few, we actually we did a. That was the tour that destroyed the band. We did. I think it was twenty dates in Ontario and Quebec, and it included driving across the Canadian Shield in January, and after that, that was and you like, broke up on the tour. We broke much. up on, pretty like, in Thunder Bay, oh the God. last stop back, and say, like, okay, we're done. Oh my goodness. <laughs> yeah. That's so, what's touring like, um, now, like, I'm, how do I want to ask this? So, you've been on tours before. Yeah. I, other than Ghost Runner, I don't think you've been on tours. Yeah, let's say. Um, how is it different doing it with, um, in a duo rather than in a band? Uh, well, the my other band was also a duo. Oh, so we had a, and a drummer. And we had a drummer on along. the tour with yeah. you, yeah. So, um, I really like working with James. Mm-hmm. That's all I'm going to say. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess, yeah. Uh, if, it didn't, if it didn't end very well, I guess it wasn't no. very good, but... Um, so, are there any stresses you have to deal with when you're performing, either together or like as a, in your little section when you're doing your thing? Are there things you have to deal with? Like on, a, like just at a, you're talking about a tour, or you're talking about a perform, like, like at a, at one of your performances. 
Yeah, well, it's like everything I'm doing is like all technology, and technology goes wrong sometimes. So that happens every yeah. once in a while. You're very good at troubleshooting, though. I am. I, I always know. I I know what what what's wrong if something does go wrong. I can fix it. Good. Now. Mm-hmm. Now. <laughs> You've learned. Yeah. And I, and you're you're so you're so good at figuring that out. Like I really trust you to figure it out. And yeah, the one time that it was something I couldn't figure out though was just before we were going to go on. It was like the last stop of one of our tours uh, in Winnipeg. It was like at the end. And the sound guy came up to me just before we went on and said, hey, your mixer's making this loud hum. And I was like, what? And I looked, and I got on the stage, and I looked, and all the, the lights of the, the this audio meter were, like, up to red. And I was like, oh, my God. So then he turned the the, um, the sound on so I could hear it. And it was like, bah! So I just, like, unplugged it, plugged it back in, and it was fine. Then it went back to, bah! So I, uh, the guy we were playing with had a mixer, thankfully, and mm-hmm. I ended up just buying it off of him after the show. Yeah. So we needed one. Yeah. Uh, but that was awful. That's terrifying. Yeah. Like right yeah. If, if we were playing in a like, smaller town and it was like no other electronic bands, we would have just been fucked. Like, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I've had I've interviewed a couple of bands, like, they're playing their first song and then the string just broke on their guitar and they didn't have any strings to actually stop their gig, like, after like, the oh. first song. <clears throat> and that's like, I've heard some really scary stories. Um, but luckily you're able to troubleshoot. So that works really well. Yeah. Uh, we'll have to take a little break in just a second. Um, but you guys are ghost twin. Yeah, we are. Uh, so far so good. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, you're promoting, uh, your upcoming LP release, which is going to be on May 5th at the Goodwill. It's plastic heart. I didn't say that. Yeah. So doors open at nine. Show starts at 10. Advanced tickets are $12 and 15 at the door. Where can people get advanced tickets? They can get them at Music Trader, Into the Music, and at the Goodwill, mm-hmm. and also the Goodwill's selling them on uh, Ticketfly. Okay. That's yeah. easy to find. And I can probably, I'll probably link that on the podcast. Um, if I get it up on time. I'm not very good at being punctual with that. Um, and you're also performing with Poems, uh, Innocent Gun, uh, and uh, Pity Party DJs. So yeah. If you haven't heard of them, you should check them out. It's going to be a fun dancing Friday night. There will be dancing. Yes, absolutely. If no one else is dancing, I will definitely be dancing. Good. And everyone wants to come and watch you dance? Yeah. Are you, and, a, are you a good dancer, would you say? Well, you're, I wouldn't say I'm that good. No. Unique. I'm a unique dancer. <laughs> and I'm the person <laughs> who, who goes to, who will go to a show that I think people should be dancing and I'll just start dancing. And try to get people. Into okay. it. it works sometimes. And sometimes it actually yeah. works because okay, just yeah. no one wants to be the first person. I'm like, I don't care. Yeah. People didn't stare at me. It's fine. Good for you. I'm not that person. I'm like, is anyone else going to go first? Or I mean, it depends on how much well, I've had. To so you beforehand. would appreciate that. I would. If you're like, I want to dance, but. Ooh, but I the wouldn't first one up. I don't know. I wouldn't that. be the second person either. Though there needs to be quite a few more people. Well, before <laughs> I was so we'd have. I could start, and then someone else who's like. Slightly more comfortable, and then you could yeah. get in on that. There you go. So. That's true. That's fair. Okay, fine. Um, so if I go to the show and start dancing, then I'll jump in maybe a little bit. Um, so the song we're going to play next is "Innocent Gun." No, just kidding. That's a lie. Um, so, sorry, I'm looking at the wrong <laughs> list. Uh, Saturn swallows the sun. What is sure. that? What is that piece of, piece of music or song about? Oh my god! <laughs> Why well, yeah, uh... I spilled my guts? <laughs> Well, I'm not spilling those guts. Okay. But, uh, well, it, that is a song about a person close to me who had a very hard time with hard drugs. And we, um, it was a very rough time in my life. And I, we were kind of able to help them through it. So that's, there's a, there's a line in the song that's like, it's come now, O Saturn, bring back the sun, which is like, you know, coming back to your senses i guess mm, okay. <laughs> so that's what that so, song is so about both of you do song or the songwriting oh yes yeah yeah we both write songs sometimes one of us more than the other but it's yeah, it's, we, all, it's all very collaborate. collaborative yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't need to ask that but like if you're, if you're collaborating with your music then some people rely on just one person to write but if you're working together mm. i think karen wrote most of the lyrics in the song and i wrote most of the music like the melody and yeah you like kind of sometimes you'll come to me like i want the song to be about this yeah see what you can yep. come up with because james sometimes his english is influenced by his french immersion 
Yeah. And the English is a little strange. Mm-hmm. Or just not as poetic as yours. Maybe. I'll be like very literal. Like, can you make this sound poetic pretty? Yeah. and pretty? Give <laughs> us some sparkle. Yeah. Sure. Oh, awesome. I'm good with the sparkle. Good. Okay, then you guys um, work together then. Awesome. So we're going to listen to Saturn Smells the Sun. Uh, and we'll come back and talk some more about uh, your tour and the actual album writing or creating process. Uh, so uh, stay tuned, everyone. Uh, this is the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. I'm Ashley Bianca. This is James and Karen from Ghost Twin. And you are now listening to Saturn Swallows the Sun.
everyone, and welcome back to the Winnipeg Music Project on 101.5 UMFM. It's still Ashley Vanyage, and I'm still here with James and Karen from uh, Ghost Twin. Uh, they're here promoting their upcoming album release for Plastic Heart, which is on May 5th at the Goodwill. Doors open at 9, show is at 10. Uh, tickets are $12 in advance and $15 at the door. They are playing with Poems, Innocent Gun, and Pity Party DJs. It's going to be a fun danceable night mm-hmm. we hope right yeah um so we just finished hearing your song uh saturn swallows the sun uh, we already talked about this so we'll move forward um you were just before, while we were not recording you were saying you wanted to share a tour story oh okay let's just jump into it um well you know like sometimes we have really good shows when we're going to tour like you know, there'll be lots of people there and they're really receptive yeah but we've had a couple of really bad shows mm-hmm. um and one show in particular was I don't know if I should name where. Does it matter? Sherbrooke? Yeah. <laughs> uh, and it was like, apparently we found out it was during, like it was during the summer. So it was like, it's, it's more of a student town and mm-hmm. all the students were gone. Like they don't oh, live there. They like go back to their little. They go yeah. back to Montreal. Montreal. So there's nobody there. There's nobody in town. It was just like a ghost town. And we were staying in this hotel that was, I'm pretty sure haunted. Like it looked <laughs> like the house, it was like, it was, it was more decrepit and creepier than like the hotel in the shining oh really and i think we were the only people staying there yeah. and there was entire like we went exploring a bit and there was entire floors that were just in darkness oh my god that we just got yeah. like this cold chill as soon as we walk up the stairs and i like freaked out and we had to we ran we ran away but <laughs> the decor was frozen in 1962 yeah and it was like they not cleaned or they, it was clean it just was like creepy mm-hmm. and dark and quiet and on the to, to park there you had to park in this parking lot that was behind the hotel and it was like connected to this weird place that was like called, called sex club yeah and oh. it was like this really old sign too and it was like men and women and it was like really weird <laughs> um and so then we played this show like just down the street and uh the this this uh so yeah like this person we were playing with like i guess she worked with i don't know if she worked there or something it was something weird and um <laughs> she's like oh i have some friends from my old job from sherbrooke are coming and so then this these like we were i was waiting by the door and there was nobody coming in it was like, it's this, like this weird metal bar it was a metal bar and it was like sectioned off from this bar so it was like there's like a like a um garage door that went down so the people that were just drinking couldn't hear what was going on so they had to come in through and pay so it was like us in this giant room, this huge stage with like different levels on the stage. Like we could get up on the on these pedestals and play. Oh, cool. And then this guy walks in that looks exactly like Kingpin from Daredevil, mm-hmm. and he had all these like these like women on his on oh, his really? on his arms, like these like these like stilettos, like these like stiletto like 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 stripper women. Yeah. Like like he looked like a just absolute gangster, like a shaped like he looked exactly like Pinhead. Like it was like that was his like it was Kingpin. Pin, Kingpin, sorry. Kingpin was based on that guy, that guy, <laughs> and he like he it was like he couldn't speak English, so they were like his translators, oh. and they were like he was like blah, blah, blah. he said something in French, and I like I can speak it, but I didn't understand what the heck he was saying. <laughs> and they're like, oh, he wants to know how much. I'm like, oh, it's like five dollars or something. So he like reaches into his wallet, into his pocket, and pulls out like this brick of money. <laughs> like I money, it was like it was like it was like about like a foot, like yeah. thick. And then he just like mm-hmm. takes off these bills, and he just like gave me way too much money. He's like. And then he goes and sits down, but like facing away from the stage with all these like women around him. <laughs> and he's then he's talking on the phone really loud. He's talking on his phone. He's like, <laughs> he's screaming on his phone at people, and he kept getting up and like going in the lobby and screaming at people on the phone, like telling people like they were going to be murdered or something. I don't know, like, or, or sending someone to murder somebody. No and then like the opening act is playing, and like she's in the middle of a song, and then like one of the women gets up and she's like, "Excuse me, the boss." Wants to hear something that he knows. <laughs> and she's just like, uh, uh, Neil Young? And she, like, look, looks down at him. And he kind of like, gives her this, like, little tip of the hat. Like, yes. That's acceptable That's to acceptable me. to me. Was he wearing a hat? No, but I no. mean, like, he was just oh. kind of like, yeah. you know, give her yeah. this little, like, look. Like, he wouldn't even look at her. He just kind of, like, nodded. That's so scary. <laughs> and then they, they, she, she played the song, and then they all laughed. And then we played, then when we went on, there was, like, nobody there. We played in an empty room. Oh, okay, and you still played. Yeah, we played for our, our other two the other musicians bands. and the sound technician. Yes, and random people when we were playing did wander from the drunk area into the band area. 
Mm-hmm. And because they heard what we were playing and they really liked it. Yeah. Good. Yeah. He kept, there was a man who kept saying, chromatique. Chromatique, chromatique. Yeah. Was it? So it was a band called Chromatics and I think he oh. thought we sounded like chromatics. Okay. But, yeah. And that's like the French equivalent. That was probably the sad, one of the saddest shows, but interesting. It was. Yeah. And you'll I always that have story. that. Story. Yeah. Yeah. We got to play for Kingpin from Daredevil. Well, we didn't. We almost got to. Oh, yeah, we almost did. Yeah, Yeah, we met him. Yeah, Yeah. we met him. And And stayed in the haunted hotel. That's the hotel's going to be a really good movie. Like, a band goes to this hotel, and it's like the office. Well, they had a room 237 on the floor we were staying in. Oh, yeah. That's the the creepy room from The Shining. So we went and took pictures in front of it. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, something pounced out at you. There's no no pouncing, but vibes. Definitely vibes. Yeah. Lots of cold air. Yeah cold air um so the, uh, we'll tr- segue from that sure that a, i don't even know how to move off of that story sorry no no i really enjoyed that and i'm glad you shared that with me um but um do you guys have advice for beginning artists who maybe want to make sound that's similar to yours um or even just like working in a or people planning on being in a band where they're in a relationship they were in a relationship before they started being in the band do you recommend that I think it would totally depend on the people and the relationship. I mean, uh, if you already argue a lot, then you'll probably argue more. Yeah. But if you don't, then you'll probably be okay. Mm-hmm. We probably didn't argue at all before the band. Yeah. We still don't really, but sometimes, sometimes we'll argue about like, like aesthetics, no, it's, aesthetics or something. It's like a different <laughs> thing, like, you know... I thought that you you said you were gonna do this and you didn't. Now it's more like, no, I think that there should be a, there should be a snare in that spot. And yeah. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, it's clutter. Yeah, it's too cluttered. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. we're respectful. Yeah. So I think yeah, that would be a case by case. Mm-hmm. The, the the key in our relationship though is we always listen to each other. That's mm-hmm. good. And we talk we we talk about everything. Yeah. So it's like we don't keep things. Which is, I think is important no, in general. No problems brewing underground. No, there's, not, there's nothing brewing. So. Right. Up front. Yeah. yeah. And that works. It does. Yeah. Good. Good. Okay, maybe I should do that. <laughs> um, but and what about just like making that your, your kinds of music in general? Like, if... Well, the key uh, ingredient that would, I think we need to make our music is Ableton Live. Yeah. So to... Get a copy of that software and play around with it and learn how it works. That's mm-hmm. a really good place to to likely start. Yeah, we started with Reason, but we were just when we were just recording stuff at home, and then uh, yeah, a friend of mine who taught me how to do all the video performance stuff, uh, he, he was using Ableton, okay, um, and another program for the video. But Ableton can trigger all, everything; like it can work in tandem with a bunch of other stuff like oh, cool. hardware synths and other software so it's it can work with your your visual software yeah too, hey? yeah so that trigger it like triggers the beats from this our song like trigger on the beat um others like the videos so that's the key to ghost twin mm-hmm. oh interesting yeah. i'm 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 familiar with ableton because there's this course you can do online for free like for three weeks and like walk you through the basics of it yeah um but i don't know how to use it anymore it's been a very long time um, but I've heard good <clears> things <throat> about it. Um, so when you are planning your tour or planning for shows, how are you marketing yourselves? Like, how do you approach locations? Like, hey, we want to... Well, actually, uh, campus and community radio, mm-hmm. great indicator of where you may have uh, people interested in what you do, where you show up on the radio charts. Oh, so yeah. So pay attention to that. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, for this tour that we've planned, uh, we chose our cities pretty much based on either radio charts or places that we've been to before and we're starting to, uh, like we know people now and yeah. uh, we have people there who can help us organize. Anything else you can think of? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, like this tour, um, it's 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 been less... Are we, I mean, we haven't done a, a little, a few of them, like a few of us, like the smaller cities, but all the like other ones, we've just asked people, other bands or promoters, and they've set up all the shows for us. So we haven't oh, really wow. had to do a lot of that, which yeah. has been amazing. Yeah, it's been so great. Oh my God. Really uh, having to talk to, to nice bars network. in cities that you don't know, 
um, is almost impossible because it's like we're not a huge band. Why would they want to pay any attention to us, really? Mm-hmm. Right. But if there's a, a promoter who's going to, or another band that's big in that city who's going to them saying, hey, I want to play this show. There's a band from town coming. I'm going to play it with them. And they're like 100% on board right away. But if you just go to them and you're like, I don't know anybody in the city. I don't know any bands. I want to play the show. Play. There's yeah. so many of those people coming through yeah. town, and it's hard. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One tool that actually is something Manitoba Music said that we should do, which I think was a very valuable piece of advice, was to put together a live performance video. Mm. Yeah. Specifically, a live performance video that demonstrates people there liking your music. <laughs> if you can make that happen, that's something that bars will kind of be like, ooh, yeah. look. Look at the people who paid to see this band. Mm. So, definitely, that's something that we did. Uh, it was twenty. Was it? It was January, two years ago. Yeah, January yeah. twenty fifteen. A couple, a couple months before we released our first EP, we put on another show with Poems, who we love. Like it's, they're wonderful to play with, and mm-hmm. so we put on a show at, with Poems at the Goodwill and had. Uh, videographers come and document it yeah and, that show was like a near sellout so it was perfect yeah time. it was really packed with people and they're dancing having a good time i'm pretty sure that video was largely responsible for the tour that we booked afterwards mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. because that was a real um, cold call tour no one knew who we were or anything about us so yeah a lot of promoters like we've heard on panels have always have also said that like it doesn't matter how good your album sounds is usually like they want to know that you can play a lot that you can play it live like i mean if you're playing like a guitar like acoustic guitar and vocals or piano or something simple that's not so much of the case but if you're doing some kind of elaborate electronic or a big rock yeah. kind of show or something like they want to know that you can pull it off live it's that's not just right. a studio project it's not just someone standing in front of a computer playing and, it over and over again until they get it right or not or not even like the vocals aren't even live so there's a lot of people who do that who they'll like get guest vocalists and they, they just kind of hang out in front of the computer and bounce and that's around the whole show. that's the show oh, really? you know so but yeah we do like you know there's a lot of stuff that's like there's none of it's pre-recorded really it's all happening live like it's being you know, activated by ableton mm-hmm. so, oh, that's but cool. then singing and playing guitar etc mm-hmm. so. so this um this video is of like back from from behind or is it like cut like how do you we had two cameras and then uh james who's video editor yeah edited it together that's right. Yeah, that's we recorded the sound off the board and got the room sound, you know, mm-hmm. so it's like... It's pretty, like, pretty straightforward project, and it seems like a, a very good idea. I've heard of it before, that idea, like, make sure you record all your shows um, so you can have, like, footage of you actually performing live and mm-hmm. having an audience. Mm-hmm. I just, that makes sense. I, yeah. It can be highly valuable for pitching bars that are you're trying to get shows at. Yeah, like, hey, look, here's this video of us. Yeah. Um, look, people love our music. Yeah, and, it's, and it sounds like the like the recordings. Yeah. Like, that's what's important, right? Mm-hmm. Or it sounds different enough that it's it, interesting. It sounds like, it sounds good. Yeah. It doesn't sound like like we're garbage musicians. Yeah. Oh, good. That's always good. That's, yeah. like, our, that's the goal. Just to not be garbage. Um, <laughs> right? Sorry, I shouldn't say that. <laughs> no, but that's true. Um, I'm sure you would, and your music is good enough. You just want to make sure that you put on the best, best possible. Um... We try. Thanks. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, so we should start wrapping up. But what is your guys' favorite song to perform live so far on this album? Oh, I you know I know it's we it's it, one that was on our EP and we redid it for this album. It's called Mystic Sabbath, and it's still the most fun song. That song is really fun to play live. Yeah. 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 Both of you? Yeah. I would say so. It's kind of, it's kind of like the party bringer song. Um, when we play that, people are just like, yeah, time, it's time to dance, you know? Like, it's, yeah. it's a fun song. Mm-hmm. So that's always fun to play. Oh, cool. Yeah. Nice. It feels good. And you're like, this is right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nice. And we know it so well. So it's yeah, like we it's... can play it without even thinking about any detail. It's just yeah. like, it just happens. Oh, awesome. It's yeah. just like, you need to like, turn your brain off. And then Essentially. Yeah. yeah. It helps if we just turn our brain off. I think if I start thinking about that, I start. Re- Trying to start questioning myself. Are these the lyrics? Lyrics and there's they're kind of of random words. They're just like it's not like sentences. Just like that. That that, that, that was actually um, we we apply (laughs) for a lot of grants, right? Sometimes we get them, sometimes we don't. And we if we don't get the grant, we always ask for the jury notes. That's another good piece of advice, actually. Yeah. Yeah. And the one juror said about that song we submitted it. The lyrics are just a bunch of words. 
And it's like, well, it's it's, that's kind of true. It, it is. That's the point, though. Yeah. And then I think... <laughs> I love that that's the comment. <laughs> I think the next time we, we asked for money... We sent a different song. Yeah, that's what we decided. And yeah, then that, that worked out better. But we still mm-hmm. like, we still recorded the just amounts of words song. We still recorded. Yeah, <laughs> we did. well, they don't know that. Um, <laughs> so, where can people find you on social media? Everywhere. Everywhere. Where, especially Instagram and Facebook. We probably yeah pay the most attention it's to those. Ghostwin dot com and there's mm-hmm. links to everything else in there. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, like a hub. Okay. Yeah, but we, I don't know. We we spend a, we post a lot of more stuff, fun stuff on Instagram that we don't post anywhere else for some reason. I'm not sure why. It's like our secret. Oh, okay. Ghost so twins. It's exclusive. Yeah. Um, yeah, we're we're constantly putting things on Instagram, especially yeah. if we're traveling. We probably take a picture every few hours. <laughs> <laughs> nice, nice, yeah. good. Uh, so I'm sure that I think I'm already following you on Instagram. If not, I'll do that on the way home. Uh, and everyone else who's listening needs to do it as well. Um, so they can see all your cool pictures, especially since you're going on tour. Yeah, um, there'll be a lot of pictures. Good. Um, I'm running out of time, and I don't get to ask all the questions I want to ask, so you'll have to come back on the show sure. um, and update be great. me. Um, so we're going to close with the song A Plastic Heart, which is also the LP's title. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you're also going to be releasing a music video soon for that. Um, yes, we are. Um what is what, what inspired you to write this piece? And how did it become the album title? <laughs> this, uh, it's, it's kind of, we, we just, we had, uh, this is a piece where the music definitely came first. We had some great loops and figured out how to put them together. And we're like, well, what should this song be about? Hmm, what kind of, go, what compliments are kind of esoteric uh, themes? And we're like, well, we don't have a song yet about Ouija boards. So this is a song about Ouija boards. Is yeah, and we've oh. had both had like, like weird experiences with Ouija boards. So it was, uh, it's kind of, I don't know. It's it's kind of meaningful, but also silly. Mm-hmm. So is like the plastic heart, like the the shape thing. The little uh, Ouija, the Ouija the planchette. We had to look up the name for that thing. Yeah, oh, okay. it's called the planchette. And it looks like a plastic heart. It does. Yeah. I've never used a Ouija board, so I don't. I don't know. I've seen like a movie once called Ouija. Careful. But, yeah. <laughs> uh, but that's about we may it. have sampled that. Did you? I'm not sure. No, we didn't we... sample that. It was okay. like after, I think. All right. Oh, well, you still could. Then you yeah. could just surprise people. Um, so then, uh, why did you decide to, to name the album Plastic Heart? We thought it was snappy and easy to remember. Mm-hmm. And also, because it's on vinyl, it's plastic. Yeah, and people will heart it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Very good. Yeah, I got it. Um, and uh, this music video, why did you decide to make a music video for it? I guess because it's the album title? We had this ideal for a long time. We actually considered putting the song on our EP that we made previously, but the song wasn't quite ready. Yeah. We worked on it. We worked on pre-production. We've, different... we've rewritten this song like Many five times. or six times maybe. Yeah. Like, we just, like, oh, it just sucks, and we just taken everything out and then redone it completely. And then we finally, I think we played a show, and we played it live. I think it was at Rainbow Trout. That was when somebody was stage diving off the stage. We were playing Plastic Heart, and we're like, okay. all right, it's ready. Like, okay. it's, it's there, finally. And then, yeah, yeah so we were happy it, with it. It finally came together. But when we were working on that song previously, considering it for the EP, uh, we had this idea for a music video like, wouldn't it be great if there's kind of gothic people listening to this song and working out at the gym? It'd oh. be kind of, just kind of weird and funny. <gasps> that's so cool. Yeah. So it, that's the video. It's it's kind of a peek into this underground after hours goths only gym. Mm. And there's all sorts of weird stuff happening. We should, we went to, we, Karen and I took kickboxing classes at this gym in, in like North Kildonan. And uh, they fix it up a little bit now, but when we first went, there was like, um, uh, there's like fences all around, and there's like not really. It's like in a basement. There's yeah. not walls. It's just these caverns are going forever. So I always kind of imagine there'd be something living back there. So in the video, there's like this chain link fence, it's like chain link with fence. weird caverns in behind. Yeah, and it's like creepily it's lit strange. back there, like yeah. it's a horror movie. So yeah, there's a ghoul that lives back there, and he keeps kidnapping people in the gym. Oh, I'm the so video. excited. I'm so excited for this video. And, and we and like we like choreographed this like dance that's all about uh, using a Ouija board 
uh, well, first, well, I won't ruin it, but it's about yeah. losing a Ouija board. Yeah, yeah, so, okay, well, now I definitely need to watch it. I'm so excited to see that. <laughs> you didn't even tell me that much about it, and all I heard was just, like, right. a, a, a goth it's, gym. It's pretty off the hook, yeah. the yeah. video. Yeah, off the hook. <laughs> <laughs> That's sweet. All right, so thanks so much for coming onto the show, guys. Thanks Is there anything that you would like to add or sneak in before we have to go? Uh, just that uh, we're expecting everyone to be at our show. Everyone. <laughs> Everybody. The whole Everybody. population of Winnipeg. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and then some. Get yeah. Fortnite's Lafari in on this too. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. Especially them. Especially yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. Well, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, guys, uh, people who are listening, this has been Ghost Twin. Uh, they're releasing their new LP, uh, our full-length album, Plastic Heart, on May 5th. At the Goodwill. Doors are opening at 9. Shows uh, opening at... Or starting, sorry, at 10. Uh, tickets are $12 in advance, which you can get at Music Trader, Into the Music, Ticket Fly, at the Goodwill. Yep, that's right? it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good. Seems smart. I remember these things. And there'll be $15 at the door. Um, this has been so much fun. You guys have to come back and talk about your next album when it happens. Um, so now, everyone, you're listening to Plastic Heart. Plastic Heart.